And this guy goes, do you think Chucky has a penis? Uh-huh. And I was like, yes, canonically he does. <laughs> does Chucky have a penis? Here's my dissertation about Chucky's genitals. <laughs> <laughs> another episode of the decoms and demons podcast this episode we are going to military school (laughs) we are talking about cadet kelly and child's play three the third installment of the child's play franchise i am there's three of them gabby there's seven (laughs) and a tv show oh you're joking you're kidding me I, i was i was goofing with some friends that like what if i came into this and was like Wait, I thought they were just being quirky naming it Child's Play 3. But it was the only one? <laughs> it was the only one. <laughs> I, I have lectured to strangers at a bar about the Child's Play franchise. I love it so much. That, so this is my first time watching this movie. Because I'm really, at the end of the day, I'm a bride and seed of Chucky super fan and not really the rest of the franchise. I'm a Jennifer Tilly fan, really, is what it is. I'm here for Jennifer Tilly and nothing else. Um, yes. And uh, this was the first Child's Play movie I'd ever seen. It's just a franchise that I completely missed for whatever reason. You've never seen Bride of Chucky? I've never seen... This was literally the first Chucky movie I've seen. Oh, my God. Gabby! <laughs> okay, so... Don't you know that little- it is a thing in our friendship that I have not seen any of your favorite movies? And I haven't seen any of your favorite movies. I have never seen Martin or Harold and Maude, which are Gabby's two favorite movies. I just lied. I have seen seen Martin. And you have seen Suspiria. Right. And I've seen Society. You have seen Society, which is one of my favorites. And we share Dick. Dick unites us. I did show you Dick. (laughs) Yeah. I have never seen Child's Play 2 or 3 until this movie because I... As I've mentioned in the Leprechaun episode, I don't really like 80s slashers. And uh, this is much like Leprechaun, very much playing upon a previous, like the 80s cycle of slashers. And then it wasn't until Scream came around that like really the what 90s slashers was, was like solidified. And even Don Mancini has credited Scream to the reinvention of what the Chucky franchise became in uh, Bride of Chucky. Yes, and I think it, like, to me, I do, I think I like 80 slashers more than you do. I don't love them. They're not my bread and butter when it comes to horror. I, like, however, I, like, did enjoy this one. Um, I think it's, like, vulgar in a funny way that works kind of playing off the 80 slasher thing. Right. I I mean, and you, Bride of Chucky is all is an all-time favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I said that already, but I really like Bride of Chucky. Uh, and you see the way that, like, that, that vulgar dialogue, they realize that, oh, that is the part that's fun about this franchise. And so then the Bride of Chucky really leans into that and Chucky becomes the main character instead of the villain. Uh, however, I will say of the vulgarity of this movie, it's so jarring in the sense that it's so vulgar, but then not at all sexual. Yeah. Like it's weird that it, it's weird to me. I kept thinking to myself, if I was going to fix Child's Play 3, I would have 
made and because they recast uh, Andy in the first two movies. He's a kid and he's Mm -hmm. uh, played by Alex Vincent. And then in this movie, uh, Child's Play 3 was actually ordered before Child's Play 2 had even been released. And it came out nine months after the release of Child's Play 2. And it was just fully a different child. Yeah, well, the the kid, the actor was still a child nine months after the second movie. So they had to recast it so that it could be a teenager because this movie jumps eight years from the previous movie. It's the reverse Home Alone. What happens in Home Alone? Home Alone 3, they recast the kid because Macaulay Culkin got too old. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. So they recast Andy and he's 16 now, but I think if I was going to fix it, I would have had an older actor play him, like an actor in his 20s play the 16-year-old, and I would have had him be hot. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Yes, he wasn't hot. However, his eyelashes were gorgeous. His eyelashes were gorgeous, but I think the actor. Let me let me look at no, how old he like, was. Looks like a fifteen-year-old kid. He looked his age yeah. in a way that was like. But it's like when I I don't know. Sometimes I sometimes it's like okay, I like it when a movie when the child actors look like children and teenagers. Mm-hmm. But in certain yeah. movies like this, I'm like I. Part of the fun of slashers is that everyone's hot. Yeah. <laughs> or that like, and it doesn't even the actors don't even have to be hot, but they are like sexualized in the movie. Do you know what I mean? Yes, you can't nobody do that. is sexualized in this movie. They no, go to a military all-boys school and it's not even gay. Oh, well, well I would okay. like to differ. When, when we true. talk about the plot, we'll get there. But so he was 17. He looks very young. He looks 15. And so he's not going to be sexy in this movie at all um which is fine we should not sexualize minors in movies especially if they're played by minors but if they're not played by minors then i think it's fun and i you know i think about like society as previously mentioned one of my all-time favorites he's like uh he's he's like a cool guy at school and he's like really muscular and he's like he's not hot in the sense that like i'm not attracted to him but he's hot in the sense that he's hot in the world of the movie do you know what i mean he's like emilio estevez coded in society. I don't know what that who that is. The guy the jock from the Breakfast Club. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Also, yeah, like Breakfast Club, like they're all older. I just think that yeah. the final boy that we occasionally get in horror and it really works, works best a little bit older. So Chess Play Theory was released in 1991 and the movie was ordered only nine months after the first one. And Don Mancini actually the has spoken one. Second one. (laughs) Don Mancini has spoken about how it was ordered so soon after the second one. He felt very creatively kind of tapped out. And you do see that. There are a lot of things that like, this is the last movie in the franchise where they use the idea that Chucky has to go into the body of the first person that he reveals himself to. Uh, By the next movie, they really bring themselves out of the lore a lot. That said, this is the movie of the franchise that people tend to dislike the most. However, the opening scene, a lot of people really like. Even if you uh, look on YouTube at like compilations of all the opening scenes to the Chucky movies, a lot of the comments are like, oh, I didn't like the third one or the third one's my least favorite, but God, I love that opening because it is genuinely probably the one creepy part of this movie. Yeah, during it in my notes, I wrote, God, Chucky is so cool. 
<laughs> he is so cool, and you would know that if you watched Bride of Chucky. Oh my god, okay, never mind. Ugh. But it was kind of fun going into this movie with no idea of what the lore was, so then they just like started chanting in French, and I was like, ooh, this is fun. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Versus me with my, like, I only know the next movie in the franchise, which is so overtly sexual and cool. We'll have to double feature Bride of Chucky and Home Alone 2, Boston, New York. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, people don't realize like what the Chucky franchise is unless I unless they've watched it. I was talking to some guy on Tinder once, and he, I have that I like horror movies in my Tinder bio. And this guy goes, "Do you think Chucky has a penis?" Trying to be like funny, I guess. And I was like, uh-huh. "Yes, canonically he does. <laughs> he has sex in the in Bride of Chucky and in Seed of Chucky. It uh, they have a child. It opens with yeah. uh, semen dripping down the screen. And in Seed of Chucky, he masturbates. And in the extended version that I have." You get a close up of it, which is oh, fun. Oh yeah! <laughs> so I was, <laughs> and he was like, and then the guy was like, "That is not what I was looking for. I was not looking for receipts." And I know the guy didn't realize. I was like, when I said I liked horror movies, I wasn't fucking around. <laughs> yeah, does Chucky have a penis? Here's my dissertation about Chucky's genitals. <laughs> really? Oh, it's so good. But there's no genitalia in this one. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. no genitalia in Child's Play three let's get back to the opening yeah. it's eight years have passed since the previous child's play movie which i haven't seen and gabby obviously haven't seen either but we can see it ends in a chucky doll factory uh where chucky has been melted down now eight years later the cobwebs are dusted off the old good guy doll uh heads and the machines start turning and a claw from a claw machine picks up the melted body of chucky but because it's uh, Chucky, who was once the you know the voodoo doll, there's blood coming out of it because part of the lore is that the longer Chucky, his body has was had a soul in it, it slowly be, like morphed and was kind of human y. Um, so as the claw is picking up, we see blood dripping down, and then it gets put into a big vat of Chucky silicone or whatever, and again Chucky's blood starts churning and churning, and and the implication is that now he's going to be alive, and so we see. A Chucky doll kind of form without any eyes or any innards or anything. It's just kind of a blank face. And then he screams. And it's a really great, like, nice, hearty scream. And it's kind of creepy. So I, like, just thought the kind of bleeding stuff was, like, cool imagery in my, like, like a cool title sequence. So at one point, like, when he start when, like, the first time he gets cut, in my notes, I wrote, this mf or bleeds? <laughs> I was like, I thought this was a toy. Of course Chucky bleeds. I think blood mixing with other substances is always, like, so gloriously disgusting like in raw the scene where she like bites the guy's lip off in raw and they're covered in paint the fact like i can i can handle so much violence but the fact that they're covered in paint and the paint is seeping into his like lip wound that is what it's so gross to me in raw and that's like here it's just like the blood mixing with the silicone it's so great no it is a really great like opening title sequence yes so then we cut to a good guy doll boardroom where the good guy doll uh people are trying to convince the president of the company that it's a good idea to bring the dolls back even though the good guy doll is associated with all all these murders and it's i did note that it's kind of weird why are they convincing him that it's a good idea even though they like already started production yada 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 but then they bring in i did note that as well i also don't think that they're convincing the president i think the president is on board he's the guy who's the first kill i think it's like some other guy in the company who's like let's not do it i think he's from the second movie so (laughs) r.i.p anyone who's listening to this and it's like you didn't watch the second movie i'm sorry i'm a brian seed person uh anyway 
So he's like, all right, fine. I guess it's fine. And they bring in like, this is the first doll to come out of the new Chucky factory. And uh, now in his office, it's the first kill. And we see part of the kill is from Chucky's like POV. And I think that's a really fun kind of trademark of the series. And we see that in then Seed of Chucky several movies later also starts with Chucky's POV during a kill. And I think that's just like fun. Like it's a fun little doll. And I think something this movie really struggles with is like it, it tries to do traditional 80s slasher things, but in a way that doesn't then translate to Chucky being a tiny little doll. <laughs> and I think this is one scene that does, it does kind of work. Yeah, yeah. And like, especially because he, the, the guy's office is filled with toys because he's the president of a toy company. There's like a weird dichotomy where like, the guy is like business, 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 but also has an office filled with toys because he's the president of a toy company. And it's just like, right. And he stays oh. late in his office to play golf. And I'm like, okay, yeah. sure. Okay. Yeah. I love a little fun game. Um, so Chucky like uses the toys to like distract him and like freak him out before. Reveal. Yeah. All right. So then now we meet a now teenaged Andy who is going to military school because his mother, uh, is now in an institution, as we, uh, I guess, from the previous movies, and he's tossed around from foster home to foster home, and he had tr- trouble adjusting, as he says. Um, uh, now that he's in, um, the first thing he does now that he's in middle st- military school is that he gets his hair cut, and the barber <laughs> is such a little creepazoid. Yes. We also forgot to mention an important, important plot thing, which is after Chucky kills the president, he like goes on the president's computer and finds out where Andy is and then mails himself to Andy. Yes. Uh, Which I, sure, whatever. Um, (laughs) I I don't want to get into the logistics of that or why (laughs) the toy company knows that Andy is in military school. It's just something I don't want to get into. But back to the little creepazoid barber. Oh, He's yeah. just like, hey, 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 I'm going to cut your hair, little boys. Yes. And, and he has hair samples on the wall of like all of the little boys. That have hair the barber cut. is scarier than Chucky in this movie. <laughs> For sure. So uh, next to him while he's waiting to get his hair cut is Tyler, who is a little teeny little kid who's the new uh, protagonist of this movie aside from Andy. And while they're waiting to get their haircut, we see an advertisement for the good guy dolls that are now back in stores. And Tyler's like, oh, pretty pretty toy. And Andy's like, no. Also, something that I realized during this movie, this is ASMR now. Here's something that I realized. And sorry, in case you couldn't tell the difference between the last episode and this one, Gabby and I got microphones. Yeah, we invested (laughs) in this podcast. So if you don't listen, you're a bad person. Okay, but here's the thing is that child's play Kid with living dolls. What's his name? Andy. Toy Story. Kid with living dolls. What's his name? Andy. Andy. And there's a Toy Story 3-esque sequence in this where um, Chucky is? goes into the garbage truck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, if, if your kid's name is Andy, don't buy him any toys. Yeah. They will uh, try and kill you or form lifelong bonds with each other. One of the two, for <laughs> sure. Um, so, Andy goes to his room and he finds this kid tied up and gagged in his closet. And he's like, oh, it's it's that other kid it, who is... It's his Jew-coded roommate. His Jew-coded roommate. <laughs> that roommate is um, Jew. Coded. Oh, for sure. Uh, so now we meet, now Andy has a friend because his friend is like lame and bullied. Uh, so then we meet all of the other kids and they're all lined up. And one thing that is in common between both this and Cadet Kelly is that there are other students who are like commanders. Like it's like set up like 
an actual military where the students are in charge of other students. And so in this scene, they're all lined up and the mean kid who is bullying his Jew-coded roommate uh, is yelling at them all. And there's also a girl and there's one girl and she's cool. And when she gets asked to do 25 push-ups, she does them no problem. And when she's asked to do them one-handed, she does them no problem. I put in my notes, a love interest emerges when that happens. Oh, immediate love interest <laughs> yeah. emerges. Yes. And so push-up girl's name is De Silva and she's very clearly Andy's new love interest. And again, if they'd... If, They'd been a little older. It could have been like kind of fun and sexy and romantic. But as it is, it's just kind of like, and not, no one in this movie is good at acting. They're no, all, not a single one. it's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, little kid Tyler is uh, about to give, deliver the box to Andy, the box that contains the good guy doll, but then he drops it and sees that there's a good, good guy doll inside it. And he's like, oh, I want to take this for myself. So he takes it for himself and then the doll busts out and starts immediately cursing, just immediately horribly vulgar language. Yes, to this little child. And Mm -hmm. uh, Chucky realizes that now that he's in a new body, which is he though? So Chucky realizes now that he's in a new body, he's revealed himself to this new kid. So he doesn't have to transfer his soul into the first kid, into Andy, because he is no longer the first person to reveal himself, which of course is a plot hole because his, he also gets rebuilt in the second movie, and so, like, what constitutes a body? You know what I mean? Because in the, in the second movie, his, like, skeletal structure is kept, is kept, but all of the silicone has melted off. In this movie, he keeps his silicone, but he doesn't have the same skeletal structure. So what is, what is, what is, what is a form, Chucky? It's a Explain real Theseus' ship situation we got going on here. Gabby, I once again don't know what that is. It's the, it's the like, mental thing where you're like, if you replace every part of a ship, at what point does it become a new ship? Oh, interesting, interesting. Yeah. So Chucky tries to ade due dambala his way into Tyler's body, but they get interrupted and uh, adult takes the toy away because they're like, this is military school. We don't need any toys. And then uh, Andy is getting brought around and we see them doing the... What is it called? The thing from that they do in Cadet Kelly. Oh, the drill, uh, drill team. Yes. Yeah, they see them doing the drill the team. And we get the one sexual inappropriate point of this movie. And because the rest of them, they're all kids and the rest of the movie is sexual, it's really uncomfortable when he is saying that, like, he calls the rifles guns and the commander brings another kid over to say the lines, this is my rifle, this is my gun, this is for shooting, this is for fun. And the gun in <laughs> fun lines, he grabs his... Uh, crotch and there's like a close above it and it's really like uncomfortable it's not fun (laughs) yeah it's when i say i want this movie to have more sex in it that is not what i meant yes i said you wait a stupid little rhyme in my notes Uh, So while this is happening, Chucky is thrown in the trash, but he manages to kill the garbage man by screaming from the back of the garbage truck. And the uh, garbage man is like, oh, no, I'll come help you. And then Chucky gets out and turns the grinder on and the garbage man is grounded, grinded into the machine. And there's no blood, which kind of sucks. But uh, they hear screaming. The drill team hears screaming and they all go to find them. And they're like, ah, and Andy's like, Chucky did it. And nobody believes him until later that night, Andy is going to bed and Chucky reveals himself to Andy. Oh, by cutting his Achilles heel, which is brutal. Oh, right? yeah, wait, like you can under bleed the bed. out. Yeah. You can and bleed just, out right from that. Don't you have like an artery there? 
you it's it's just like you have a tendon there that if you cut it like it is bad yikes yikes yeah well not for andy uh chucky (laughs) gets away andy is just like ooh, a scratch (laughs) andy gets away chucky gets away and andy chases him and this is where the homophobia comes in because uh Mm -hmm. andy goes into the commander's room the, uh, the commander who is also a student shelton i think Whitehurst is the name of the roommate and Shelton, I think, is the name of the uh, commander student. So Andy goes into the commander's room and he, in his chasing of Chucky, falls into his bed. And so he's like really pissed now. And I was like, oh, see, now we have a a little bit of like hints of kind of homophobia going on in the school. And especially because, you know, you have Andy who is obsessed with a doll. And oh, something that happened earlier, actually, that we missed is uh, he's trying to learn how to shoot a gun. And De Silva, the girl, teaches him how to shoot a gun, but like he's holding it close to him and she's like going over his arms, teaching how to do it. And it's a very uh, gender reversal of what we normally see in a rom-com of the man teaching a woman how to do it and him putting his arms over her. And Mm -hmm. so there's just a lot of like gender things that are not like heteronormative about Andy. So that brings kind of a, a, a homophobia element into the story, I think. Sheldon, whatever his name is, Shelton, he, like, gets the doll, right? And he's yeah. like, is this what you're obsessed so. with? And then Tyler gets it back somehow? Uh, yeah. No, uh, he doesn't, actually. He just leaves the doll there, and, and Shelton makes everybody in the dorm go run... Uh, walk in circles in the rain out back. And while they're walking in circles, Chucky comes out and looks for Tyler. And Tyler's like, I want to play hide and seek. And so they hide and seek. And this is where I was really like, they're not working with the doll thing here because you have Chucky holding a knife that's half the size of him stalking the child and you see him in the shadows and stuff. And there's like, and it's like a lot of the stuff that would be creepy if it was like a full grown person. But because it's a doll, it's just kind of, weird and cringe and, and yeah and not, and it's not even like funny yeah it's just it's just yeah. awkward um but during that uh um andy like breaks away from the circle and it's like has anybody seen tyler um and i'm like it is so suspect to ask where the disappeared child like small child is like I don't know. I got bad vibes from him in that moment if I came in without context. That's all I'm saying. Okay. All right. I don't know that I agree with that one, but I'll give you, I'll give it to you. Uh, so before Chucky can once again put his soul into Tyler, two girls break in and they're actually, it's De Silva looking uh-huh. for Andy's file. She's like, she, it's the, you know, oh, 1991 yeah. version of stalking someone's on Facebook uh-huh. when you have a crush on them. And I wrote, who is this other girl? Because they just did another girl. Yeah. Her. She's just another girl. Yeah. Just another girl. Uh, come in looking and, and then they take the doll. Oh, they give the doll, they put like lipstick on the doll, right? Yes. They see Tyler with the doll and they put lipstick on him and Chucky's like, this means war. He's so, he's like, yeah, dare you feminize me and before he can catch up to them a security guard comes in and (laughs) chucky jumps out to kill him and the security guard just dies of a heart attack and chucky's like you've got to be chucky says you've got to be fucking kidding me and i was like same chucky actually i've been it's been a hot minute since we had a fun murder in this movie i would like another one please but i actually i wrote the heart attack a heart attack is so like good it's like such a good slasher kill to just throw a heart attack in there like i wish it had been there had been a better kill closer to it. And then like in a series of like him killing people, one of them just randomly has a heart attack. But I do. Yeah. Like or like, idea. I wish we had, I think it would have been a fun buildup. Like if we had known how Chucky was going to kill this guy, yeah. uh, 
And then, and only for his plan to be thwarted, but we didn't, he just had a heart attack and he falls through a glass table, which there is a bit of a glass motif in this franchise. He falls through a glass table here in uh, bride of Chucky. There's a glass ceiling that falls and there's another or a mirror ceiling that falls on a couple having sex. And then in cult of Chucky, there's another glass ceiling that falls. So broken glass, what does it all mean? Uh, (laughs) Now Chucky is for some reason, ends up in the barber's room. And the barber is being real creepy with another kid. He's like, oh, your hair, you're cutting, you're cutting your hair. And after the kid leaves, the barber sees the doll and he's like, I'm going to give this doll a haircut. And he's like talking to it. And he's like, ah, ha, ha, I'm going to cut you. It's so I love him. Oh, my God. Truly, my favorite character of the movie was the barber. I don't understand why the barber is scarier than the the doll. but He's he's just unreasonable the scariest written character in the movie. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. Uh, so Chucky splits his throat, which Whitehurst sees and now knows that Andy was telling the truth and the doll is real. So he goes outside and they're having color wars. All of everybody's been split up into Team Red and Team Blue and they're sent off to play Capture the Flag. And I wrote in my notes, I saw, thought they were just going to play a quick game of Capture the Flag, but then I saw them camping uh, and like being overnight, and I was like, "Oh, it's a Teule." <laughs> <laughs> yes, they take this seriously. Yeah, it's a very, very serious game of capture the flag, and they are split into teams of colors. I was like, "It's color wars." Um, yes. Eventually, Andy tries to find Tyler because he realizes that Chucky is stalking him now, and his the blue team realizes that Andy is gone. So now we're in the woods. Chucky is trying to play hide the soul with Tyler. So Chucky is trying to put his soul into Tyler's body, which and Tyler calls it hide the soul. Um, Andy's looking for Tyler and the blue team is looking for Andy. And Tyler finally realizes that Chucky, what he's doing is bad and stabs him with the knife that Andy had given him earlier and starts calling out for Andy. And before he can get to him, the blue team finally catches Andy. And while the team is like, why are you looking for Tyler? And the team is finally suspicious the way you are of like why Andy is obsessed with yeah. this little kid. And uh, while this is happening, Chucky attacks De Silva, who had gone off on her own to like keep watch for Andy. And Chucky says through the walkie talkie, uh, there's a problem and you all have to get over here. Uh, because of the red team is doing something suspicious. And Andy's like trying to say like, you don't know this voice, obviously it's a doll. And nobody believes him. So they go and they actually see the doll attacking and uh, Shelton is like, oh no. But at the same point, the red team comes who had also been told the same thing and they start shooting at each other. And actually, I I think this is a really good point on Chucky's... Yeah, this like that was a good strategy is make them shoot each other. Yeah, and also Chucky had previously replace the red team's paint bullets with real live ammo, which is brutal. Yeah, so they go into it thinking that they're going to do a capture the flag paintball fight and they start shooting real bullets at each other and it is horrifying and really smart on Chucky's uh, behalf. And And so uh, Shelton gets shot. Like, yeah, Shelton, the, the mean kid, gets seriously genuinely shot and killed and they realize what's happening and chucky throws a grenade but our little white hearst jumps on the grenade and gets blown up yeah. and now he's gone <laughs> um, oh, which is but he so died a hero he died a hero uh and chucky <laughs> saunters off 
to the carnival, which is yeah. really interesting that the whole movie takes place in a military school, but the grand finale takes place in a carnival. Yes, which <laughs> I just to think- be fair, De Silva did set up the carnival earlier, but like just very- little, like they mentioned, yeah. That, yeah, that they were camping and they could see the carnival from where they yeah. were camping. But it's still it was like very much. We want to end at a carnival. Uh, I guess we have to set it up. Yeah, it was like they couldn't they could they couldn't commit to the military school thing for the no. entire movie. Uh, so now they're in a carnival and uh, Andy or Tyler's running around trying to get safe from Chucky. Chucky's trying to find Tyler and De Silva and Andy are trying to find Tyler and save him from Chucky. And they all go into a haunted house ride. And it is so fun. And I love that. And I think that haunted house murders are underdone. And it's like not just a haunted house. It's a haunted house with like a motorized ride. And the haunted house is elaborately decorated for a like moving not permanent carnival it's really it is a nice ass haunted house ride yeah so they're in there and chucky at one point shoots to silva so now she's down for the count and it's just andy and tyler and chucky running around this haunted house roller coaster and, and andy has a gun for some reason andy has a gun because chucky killed a cop and they took it oh, from the cops. Right. So they're running around this and the one of the animatronics in the ride is a grim reaper who has a what is it a, ra- a scythe. scythe a scythe and it chomps down and it i guess is real metal is like a real knife because it slices off half of chucky's face which is so dangerous <laughs> yeah seems like it's against code there is no safety on this ride it was the 90s <laughs> yeah and so uh tyler is able to get away from chucky and jumps onto a dragon which carries him and Chucky up to the top of a mountain of skulls and it is really awesome yeah it is a really cool set piece before he jumped on the dragon I did look down for a second and then I looked up and they were on a mountain of skulls and I was like I need to go back what's just (laughs) (laughs) it's really it's an awesome set piece it might be a volcano I don't know but it's really cool yeah and at the base of the mountain is volcano whatever it is at the base of it is a giant fan blowing things up and and so Andy is trying to climb to the top of this mountain before Chucky can transfer his soul into Tyler. God, these names are just so generic. It's hard to keep it. Yeah. So just and, wait until we get to connect Kelly. Oh, good God. Male lead Brad, who I kept calling Chad in my notes. <laughs> So he gets to the top of the mountain and Andy is able to throw Chucky overboard into the fan and it explodes. We get Chucky blood and guts everywhere and his blood and guts go into the machine. So now the machine is short circuiting and there's blood and, and doll guts everywhere and everybody's safe. And there's lovely little, I wrote, um, there's lots of squelching, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, and now everybody is safe from the doll. The end. <laughs> And then a month later, Jennifer Tilly takes the remnants of Chucky out of the place and stitches him together and brings him back to life. Uh, Thank you and good night. (laughs) Please Um, watch Bride of Chucky. It's my favorite movie. (laughs) So I definitely, uh, one thing about these movies is that I don't quite understand the purpose of military school in these movies. Like it, it seems in the one hand kind of like a foster program where this is where the kids go if they don't have anywhere else to go. But it also (laughs) seems like 
this is a place where kids want to go and they feel very privileged to attend these schools. But then I also yes. know from other media that military schools are used just as kind of a punishment, like a troubled teen industry kind of thing. So the the schools in both of these movies seem like a mix of all three. Yeah, it really, it's like, it's strict boarding school. Okay. So that was uh, Child's Play 3. Moving on to our other military school movie is Cadet Kelly. So we said in the first episode that I didn't take a lot of notes on Luck of the Irish because I was too invested. Um, I took three pages of notes for Cadet Kelly, if that tells you anything. (laughs) No, absolutely. It is not my favorite. No. Disney Channel original movie. I was very excited. I remember loving this movie. It was like, it just has like really good vibes like associated with it in my mind. And it absolutely does not hold up. It really doesn't. Like there are so many good, because ultimately this movie is about the drill team and like dance, it's like essentially a dance team. So it's essentially a dance movie and it's not good dancing and it's it's not it's not like, compelling. It's, it doesn't get to that part for like half to like halfway through. The, so the first half is just meandering. It's, yeah, I, I yeah. do think that the acting performances are better than in Child's Play Three. Honestly, controversial opinion. I think Hilary Duff is annoying in this movie. She gives <gasps> the same. She gives the same line delivery for every single line, and mm-hmm. um, I kind of like. I liked. I don't know if that's beginning. an acting. I don't know that that's an acting choice or a directing choice, though. Yes, I don't. I don't. I'm not necessarily blaming Hillary Duff. I just don't like how this part was acted. So, Cadet Kelly came out in 2002 to 7.8 million views. It was directed by Larry Shaw, who's mostly like a TV director. He did like X Files and 21. Drum Street, um, Star Trek, The Next Generation, and of course, Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's Hilary Duff, and she obviously stars as Cadet Kelly. It's her second um, starring film role. The other notable actor in it is Gary Cole. It plays the stepdad, who he's, he's like been in a ton, but was like, oh my God, it's that guy, is Kent from Veep, if you guys have watched Veep. Oh, wait, I have watched Veep. Who, who is, who is, oh, 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 there we go. Yeah, so that's, I, the entire time I was like, he looks so familiar. Like, he's in something that I've seen recently, and it's Veep. <laughs> and this is mid uh, Lizzie McGuire run, so she is very much a Disney Channel dar- darling at this point. Yes. So I sent Livia a chaotic voice message while oh my I was God. researching this film. I am so mad that this didn't save. But a few days ago, Gabby sent me a voice message that was like, I just discovered something about Cadet Kelly that changes the game completely. Like she clearly had had her world rocked by some information yes. that she learned. So this film was written by um, Gail Parent and Michael Walsh. And I want to get into Michael Walsh. Gail Parent, just like a normal person. Okay. Michael Walsh, I went into his Wikipedia a couple of days ago. I went on it today, and it has since been changed. Oh. But a couple of days ago, it read, like, Michael Walsh is a writer, like, a screenwriter, like, reporter, blah, 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 and an outspoken advocate of repealing the 19th Amendment. Oh. Do you know what the 19th Amendment is? That's women's right to vote, right? Yep. Sure. Yeah. Um, so in 2010, he started working with Breitbart. 
the like extreme white ring thing. Um, uh-huh. I've a couple articles that he's written. I'm on the pipeline. Michael Walsh, January twenty third, twenty twenty three. The column colon to save America, repeal the nineteenth amendment. And then he recently wrote a book called um, Last Stands: Why Men Fight When All Is Lost. And I'm going to read you a little excerpt from the like description. <laughs> Um, Award-winning author Michael Walsh celebrates the masculine attributes of heroism that forged American civilization and Western culture. Mm -hmm. What what was taken off of his Wikipedia page? The the phrase, um, an outspoken advocate of the 19th Amendment. Wow, interesting. And now it just says that he worked with Breitbart. Oh, they knew that we were looking. (laughs) Yeah, they were like, DCOMs and Demons is doing uh, a Kelly, they're going to find this. And like, if you read the, 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 I I read part of the To Save America repeal the 19th Amendment and had to stop like three paragraphs in because I just totally couldn't. That Um, is interesting because I was wondering like what, the politics of cadet kelly kind of was because mm-hmm. it is a very it's proud to be a military school but then it's also like we got to make it more creative and like and 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 love each other and and it's these people are oppressive and kelly needs to come in and make them more creative and the creativity that kelly brings they like celebrate it but it's also like oh military school is good and the things that we learn here are good and and very it's very 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 pro military pro war blah blah blah, blah. and yeah. so it's just it's um and like like kelly being anti-war like she at one point says she's a conscientious uh, objector is lumped in with her needing a caesar salad and a cafe mocha in military school like yes. it's lumped in with her very uh privileged new york life yes uh like i'm i'm skimming this article and basically he's saying like his argument for repealing the 19th amendment is that um women's suffrage was like a reactionary movement and um the right to vote was not um is not a fundamental right in america it is a privilege that is earned and women are too emotional and have not like they need to earn it and they have not like there's a reason why they didn't get it originally Um, oh no yeah so it's like this is the guy that wrote cadet kelly Oh no! <laughs> so that's why I was like frantically sending you a voice me- me- message. Like, and no, but the fact that it's been changed since you discovered it is so mm-hmm. interesting to me. It's very yeah. It, I like was like I swear to God this was here, and I like like control left like Nineteenth Amendment amendment like nothing about it shows up on his Wikipedia page anymore. Which is interesting, although, like, you just Google Michael Wall's 19th Amendment, and there's, like, four articles he's written about how women are, don't deserve the right to vote. So it's not like it's not out there. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. He, it's also, like, not, like, in, like, his bios and stuff, like, it's not hidden that he wrote Cadet Kelly. So well, he was one of two like, writers. Well, there were two writers yes, also. Yes, there's. It's that's what I said. It's Gail Perry. Well, so like normal, I'm wondering. I'm wondering if maybe she wrote the story and then he was like a military consultant. Oh, that's possible. I don't like. Know. It just yeah, seems weird that because, he was involved with Cadet Kelly. There's there's some weird. I uh, can we can get into like the weird um the weird politics politics of Cadet Kelly knowing that information. So it begins with a. I'm trying to think of the right word. Jarring <laughs> montage of New York City um, where there's like jump cuts and it like gets closer and closer, kind of like, you know, how 
film language works. And we end up in uh, New York Middle School of the Arts. And in New York Middle School of the Arts, uh, Kelly um, and Amanda are doing a streamer dance. Woo! And we get uh, a voiceover from Kelly being like, I know there are stories that need to be told. I just never thought mine was would be one yeah, of which, them. Yeah, which, and I don't um, know that her story needs to be told. Yeah, exactly. And then it just becomes, like, a very, like, nothing, like, it's dramatic if it actually happened, yeah. but it's not, like, earth-shattering. Um, and then the, and then uh, Amanda, her best friend, who is very white, goes, that was my, like, piece, La Familia, <laughs> A film? Oh, no, 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 that's wrong. That's wrong. Never mind. Um, sorry. Okay. Scratch that. That's all incorrect. Um, Amanda's doing her streamer dance with Kelly and like goes up to the teacher and was like, that was my project on my family. And Kelly is like, I'm doing a film for my uh, project on family and I'm calling it La Familia, a film by Kelly Collins. And it's just like, right. and I also think that like the documentary thing should have, they could have incorporated that for the whole movie. And that would have been really fun to like have like a camera kind of did. Yeah. Dropped it immediately. I was like, you dropped it immediately. We get a lot of like the movie telling us things in like film shorthand kind of, um, is how I describe it. So it's like, we see Kelly and her dad walking down the street and they're going to get dirty hot dog water. Uh, dirty water hot dog. That's the name dirty of the band. Dog. Dirty hot dog water. Dirty water hot dogs. But and uh, as they're talking, it gets revealed that the dad is going on a trip yeah, her dad is like a ph- um, Her dad is a photographer. Kind of, he goes on all these adventures. Yada, yada, yada. And he's a free spirit just like Kelly. Yes. Um, and then you like... It's weird because like it's kind of... Um, introduces like it's kelly and her dad against the world um but then they immediately after kind of establishing that introduce the mom as like a supportive parent and they co-parent her well and they all get along and it just like kind of but like they introduce her as like a workaholic so you're like oh i know where this is going but then it's not going there at all yeah although i do kind of like respect this movie for having you know divorced parents but not having either of them be evil and having Everybody, like, no one's trying to break up the other one or yada, yada, yada. Like, it's just, it's a happy divorced family, which I think is sweet. Yes, it is sweet. And, like, uh, the mom has a new boyfriend. (gasps) Oh, my God. Can we talk about when his character is introduced? He walks in and this horny music plays as him and the mom start making out in front of Kelly. That's the only way I can describe it. Um, I was was like, wow, already this movie is hornier than Child's Play 3. Yes, yes, fully. And, um, and, but like, Kelly is fine with the boyfriend, the dad and the boyfriend get along. Like, there's no, that's not where the tension comes from in the movie, which is great. But then Kelly also immediately, like, smacks him in the nose <laughs> yeah, he, accidentally. Him, um, him and Kelly are, and like, foils for each other in the sense that Sir is, his character's name is Sir. I don't know that we get. His character's name is Joe. Yeah, oh, they say his oh sorry. Name. On IMDb, his character's name is just listed as Sir. <laughs> so... He is, like, a military guy. He's very, like, put together. Like, very much the opposite of Kelly's dad. But he doesn't hate Kelly. Yeah. There are, like, a few months where, like, maybe he doesn't like this guy very much. But he, he they, they still respect each other. Yeah. 
Um, so then there's like a family dinner with Sir, Mom, and Kelly. And Kelly's like, I think my mom loves you. And the mom is like, shut up, don't say that. And she's like, what, you haven't told him yet? And then like the next line of the conversation is like, we're getting married. And it's like, I think you would have told each other you love each other by now if you're getting married. They were, they maybe they were just being humble about it. I just think that was like, it was very like, <laughs> stop, Kelly, don't say that. But I think like that should be, if they're getting married that summer, I don't think it should be that big of a deal. So then they flash forward day before the wedding. Mom, we hear mom and sir have a cryptic conversation, which, um, then mom talks to Kelly and is like, we need to talk. And then she's like, we're moving out of the city. And Kelly's like, no, not out of the city. And uh, she's like, uh, sir has a new job and he's going to be the commandant of this military school that you're going to. There, So he, so sir, like got a new job to be the principal commandant, whatever of the military school. And if there's no other schools in the area, so Kelly has to go to the school. And I think the reason is she can't live with her father because her father is a travel photographer. So he tra- he's constantly traveling. Yeah. His, his father, her father is on the trip yeah. that they set up at the beginning. That's the other thing about this movie is that there really aren't any antagonists. And they're, even in the military school, there's like a character who like no. is the antagonist. But even as I'm watching, I'm like, she's actually kind of sweet. I, I, Kelly should just be around. Oh my God. I like totally side with her. on Kelly's the, really Kelly annoying, is being annoying yeah. a lot of the time. So then we get like a montage of the military school. Kelly's starting to go to school. We get like a little exposition dump where we introduce Carla, the new best friend. Um, Captain Stone, we learn also, aka Jennifer, um, who is, as uh, you were previously talking about, she's like the other student that is above the Kelly's student grade um, and like in charge of them. And like, we like, she's a hard ass. And then we get Brad, who's Captain Stone has a crush on, and Kelly's like, I also have a crush on him. Um, that's something when I was looking at the plot of this movie that it kept talking about like how Kelly and Captain Stone were dating the same person and I was like wait a minute I was like there's a captain that like Kelly's dating like a teacher crush or something but uh, no it's just that the military school is set up like a military and a student is a captain and it's very confusing and then so I'm gonna I'm gonna say right now that there's a lot of scenes where like Kelly, they're they're all, like, stand straight, and Kelly's, like, she's being funky. Um, It just, like, happens over and over again. I'm not going to go through every single one of those scenes. It is repetitive and annoying. Um, And it's also, like, then revealed that, like, this has all been within the week's time, and it's like, yeah, of course she hasn't fully, like, why are we all getting mad at her? She hasn't fully adjusted to this new environment. Like, Yeah, it very much tries to be like a, a L Woods going to Harvard kind of thing, except Kelly's not that weird, yeah. and she's also just not very accepting of how the school runs. She just thinks that, like, like Elle Woods, like, understood why Harvard was the way it was. She just wasn't willing to change herself for that. Um, Kelly does not understand anything. <laughs> Kelly is very uh, naive. She, yes. she, her first line stepping onto and, campus is, where um, can I get a cafe mocha? Yes. Um, and like throughout, there's like narration of her saying stuff like that. And also like, ugh, I have to do everything. Like she says that over and over again. It's like, actually you don't have to do anything. Like she has, it's not like she has like, uh, like or her parents are absent and she has a little sibling she has to take care of. Like she, she doesn't even like have to live at the school on the weekends. She can go home because her family is right there. Yes. Like she, she honestly has no responsibility and acts like the entire weight of her shoulder. The world is on her shoulders and it just gets, um, yeah. 
grading. So Carla agrees to teach Kelly. Yay, they bond. They're friends now. Um, and then I said, I said they keep talking about Brad being super he hot, but just he's just some, some guy. guy. He's like, ah, he doesn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't do anything to make these girls have a crush on him. He's not even like Disney boy hot. He's just some guy. No, he's not Disney boy hot. But and even like in Disney boys, like they have them talk to the girls. Like they do something that makes the girls have a crush on them. You know, he doesn't do anything. She just looks and she goes, "Yeah, he's just there." It's like not even. Yeah, like give me a crush on this guy. Come on. Yeah, and they so then they also keep talking throughout like the first week about this welcome back dance that happens at the end of the first week and um. Captain Stone wants to ask Brad out, and uh, there's also, like, uh, Captain Stone gets mad at Kelly because she's, like, not saluting correctly, so Carla teaches her to salute to all of her superiors, um, and there's a moment where I wrote it as a reverse, uh, gender-swapped read it in a weep scene. Um, <gasps> yes! Oh where, my god, you're so right! It's the- uh, uh, Yeah. Tell it, tell it, <laughs> say what happens. <laughs> So, yeah, so uh, uh, Captain Stone is, like, going up to Brad to ask him to the dance, and Kelly sees it and starts walking up to Brad as well, and they, like, look at each other and start walking faster, and, like, that goes back and forth, and then they get to Brad, and um, Kelly stands in front of him and just salutes. (gasps) Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. As, like, a little, gotcha. Um, So then... uh, and Stone can't ask him to the dance, which nothing ever comes of that event. At the dance, she does dance with him. She like is dancing with like Captain Stone is dancing with him. So like, I don't know. We, yeah, it was just Kelly being a little shit, which like, <laughs> I, like that's why Captain Stone hates her. Which like fair, like that was a yeah, like, no. little shit thing to do. Um, yeah. So they like so then there's like them actually taking classes, but the only class we ever see them take is like war strategy, right? Which and I'm like, do they learn? Yeah, there's a math class, and Kelly's like, at my old. So Kelly like went to an art school before, and Kelly's like, at my old school, we didn't have to do math. We only had to do math if we yeah. wanted to, and if we did, we didn't have to sit down. And it's like, on the one hand, that sounds nice. On the other hand, like yeah. children should learn math. I think. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very like it like knowing who helped write it. It is very like skewering of liberal ideas i yeah this is where like i I was like oh now i see it yeah Yeah. (laughs) so like in the war strategies class they're talking about napoleon's war strategies and this is where kelly says she's a conscientious conscientious objector and i was like to napoleon Like, (laughs) (laughs) like i get it but like this is the wrong time to bring that up so then, like, um, all the girls are, they're back in the barracks, and all the girls are, like, showing off the dresses they're going to wear for the night, and Carla looks jealous. And, like, ooh, there, we set something up. Um, there's, there's a lot of little scenes that are, like, we're setting, we're obviously setting something up. We'll come back to it. Just leave it. Um, and then uh, Kelly is, like, Carla, let's go on a walk. And they start walking, and then they look over and see the drill team, and mm-hmm. they're, like, okay, they're setting that up as well. Um, and it looks like the scene where they, like, see the drill team, it, that, that scene looks like... Child's Play 3. It does look like it's very Child's Play 3. Like, it, it could be, it, that shot could be swapped and it wouldn't make really much of it. Yeah. Then, yeah, if they run into Sir, Kelly doesn't act like she, she's mostly like, acts like she should, but then at the end is like a little silly and Carla's like oh, and she, and then I wrote, uh, Kelly reveals that she's a Nepo baby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then there's the scene where like, they do oh yeah, they do like the military course that you like see in all the movies and everything mm-hmm. 
And you want to talk about this scene? Well, yeah. And so Kelly struggles with the course and there's like a thing at, at the top where she can't get down because she's scared of heights and everybody leaves. But Captain Stone stays and tries to like watch her do it. And I'm like, oh, she's literally staying and like trying to encourage her to come down. And she gives her the speech of like, this is like, we can't leave anyone behind. Like you're on a team now. And I'm like, and I was like, oh, Captain Stone is actually nice. She is staying behind for her team member and trying to explain to Kelly why it's important that she push through her fears and do these things for her team. And Kelly's just like, can I have a Caesar salad? Yeah. (laughs) With like tossing on the side. Yeah. But so then eventually Kelly does come down and honestly, without much convincing, like, I don't know how long she's been up there, but like. It seems like Captain Stone's just like, you have to come down. And she's like, I don't want to. And she's like, like you have to. And she's like, okay. And then she yeah. like, awkwardly comes down. Um, and then uh, Captain Stone is like, this is Gloria. She's going to, you're going to do this until she gets it right. Until, sorry, this is Gloria. She's going to watch you do this course until you get it right. Um, and apparently by do the course, Gloria means like the mud part where you go under the barbed wire. Because that's the only part you actually see her succeed. Yeah, you <laughs> and yeah, so now it's like raining and it's nighttime. And at one yeah. point she starts bleeding. And so Kelly starts talking to Gloria about music and stuff like that. And you can't really tell if Gloria is starting to feel bad for Kelly or if Kelly is just getting through to her. But yeah. One of, the, one of them happens and they're friends now. Yes. And then... Gloria's like, okay, you did it. You got, like, she teaches her how to army crawl. And then, um, so now she, Kelly's all muddy and, but she can go to the dance. So she starts running to the dance hall and then, like, still covered in mud. Yeah, trips and falls and, like, I don't even know, like, just stumbles into the dance hall. She, yeah, she, like, on top of spaghetti rolls out through the door. (laughs) <laughs> yes and uh ends up like grabbing onto captain stone who is wearing a white dress again a reasonable thing for captain stone to be annoyed about yeah and oh it's very this moment is very like tumblr story because she like it's like <gasps> i tripped and fell and ran in and then i hugged the girl who was being mean to me in her white dress and got her all muddy and everybody clapped yeah and the boy is like haha that's funny that's a tumblr fake, yeah. fake tumblr story is like the perfect way to describe that so then um so now she's getting punished for that yeah she just gets oh right she just gets called to sir's office but then uh turns out her mom is now pregnant yeah um yay she was gonna ask her mom that she did to not be here she was like i really don't want to go here and then she found out her mom was pregnant, pregnant. and now like and then, kelly is like we are raising this child yeah, and sir is not ready to be a father so i need to step up and we need to raise this kid in a stable environment and it's yeah, very, she's like, like i can't leave the school because i need to be i need to this environment to be stable for the kid and it's like, yeah, it's like i guess sure, i'm not sure like, no, but like now knowing who writes it who wrote yeah. it i'm like hmm yeah. so the thing that she's like yeah she's like mom i need to tell you something and the mom's like i need to tell you something too and the mom's like i'm pregnant and then so now kelly can't tell her anymore that like she just wants to leave so the thing that she says is carla's turned out to be a very good friend and if my fictitious daughter was like, mom, I need to talk to you. And I was like, what is it about? And she goes, Carlos 
turned out to be a very good friend. I would go, my daughter's a lesbian dating partner. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. That is an incredible point. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, like, but the mom was just like, oh, cool. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, so, yeah. So then um, back in the barracks, um, throughout the movie, the kind of symbol of um, Kelly's individuality has been this multicolored blanket that she wants to keep on her bed. But um, that's not allowed in Captain Stone's barracks. Um, so Captain Stone sees it poking out of her pillow and rips it. Um, that is the last we will see of the blanket. It comes up so much in the first half of the movie and not at all in the second half. It is not resolved. Um, and it's just that we're halfway through the movie and we still haven't seen the drill thingy. The, we've seen it called. once. We've seen it once, but like that's the thing that you remember yes. about this movie. Yes. It is the, like, yes, it is the culmination of, like, yeah, whatever. It's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Climax of the movie is all about the drill team, and we have seen the drill team once um, at yeah. this point. So Kelly, in retaliation for, um, oh, the mom is like, we need to paint the baby's room. So Kelly does paint. Um, and in retaliation for Stone ripping Kelly's blanket, Kelly paints her hair, which, again, I think a little bit too far. Yeah, maybe. Well, yeah, I mean, a very. it's kind of like the, in the parent trap, like, how the cabin prank is a little bit far. Yeah, which I guess it's not, well, like, the thing is, like, later, um, Carla's like, it's just paint, she can wash it out. But why hasn't she washed it out by that point, then? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but so, it, it, yeah. I just think that, like, Captain Stone is right to be annoyed with Kelly. Yeah, paint, well, even if you could, like, paint is hard to get out of your hair, and, like, it's it's frustrating. It is. Um, someone, so, broke into, someone broke into your bed at uh, night and did something to your yeah. body. Like, that's not a thing that you want to happen. Yes. So Kelly gets court-martialed and has to go in front of the student court and is found guilty of painting her hair because she did it. Um, so then, mm-hmm. and then Sir sentences her. And the punishment that Sir decides to give her is she becomes the equipment manager for the drill team. Um, yeah, the backstory is that like earlier in the movie she had made fun of it, and Sir was like, "I was on that team when I was a kid." Yeah. Um, so now he's like, "You're going to learn to respect the team by being their equipment manager." Yes. So then she gets like she's like, <laughs> "There's a scene. The scene is her walking across a field past a tree, and see she slaps a leaf, and then continues <laughs> walking." <laughs> And then gets a call from her dad. I love female rage in cinema. (laughs) And her dad is like, hey, Kelly, I hate when you try and sound happy. And she's like, yeah, I'm doing well. I just hate my life and want to die. And he's like, oh, sounds great, sweetie. Bye. And it's like, I thought he was supposed to be the cool dad. But he seems like, like, he just doesn't care for that one scene. And then I wrote that, like, this has nothing to do with the plot, but... There's like every once in a while you get a shot of the guy like playing the bugle and right after this scene for some reason there's the bugle playing and then there's just a random close up of his braces that's very jarring and out of nowhere and does nothing. Cut to uh she like <laughs> yeah, this is where I started writing Chad in my notes. So if I say Chad, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> instead of Brad. Um so Kelly is doing like is shining shoes for the to do the equipment managing and Chad or Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> it 
it's just so generic. <laughs> oh, Brad shows her how to shine the shoes by like spitting on them. And it's like, um, yeah. oh my God, wait, I, I wrote down the line that she says here. She says, or no, no, actually it's later, but it's a callback to this when she says, can I borrow some spit, sir? I promise to pay you back. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. How are That's you paying me back? Yeah. It's very horrid. This is hornier than Child's Play 3. And it shouldn't be. <laughs> yes. No, that is, I did also like, that line is referencing this and it is wild. Um, Here's it. So I will say, I am not against sex in movies, but I am against sex in like child actor movies yes and especially like decoms are not supposed to be sexy so it's weird when they get horny um (laughs) uh so then like yes and the the drill team won't shut up about regionals a la the community i I also i'm like i can't stop thinking community i know gabby's also thinking about community (laughs) yeah Oh, and then, uh, yeah, then Kelly is, like, sitting there watching the drill team and is like, wow, drill is, like, damn. She really is. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very that. Um, and then, um, oh, so then, bef- th- this isn't regionals, but they have, like, a meet with another school for their drill team. And before the meet, um, Kelly is like, hey, Brad, rub my head for good luck. And it's like, what is happening here? Yeah, it's the romance of this movie is not good. No, it's like none of it. Like, you're not rooting for this couple at all. You like just don't care. You're like, sure, I don't care. Um, But then the other team does better than their team. I don't know how the scoring works. I don't don't really know what looks good and what doesn't. Yeah, the thing about like sports movies, the thing about sports movies and any kind of athlete movies, like you want to do this by the end of it. You know, yeah. I want to be like really into it. I don't. I still don't care about uh, what is. I can't. What drill. is it called? It's just called drill. drill. Yeah, it's just called drill. Yeah, <laughs> they're drill team. Yeah, I don't care about drill team. I don't no. want to do it. Yeah. So, like at the like after the meet, the team George Washington Military Academy, which I don't think I ever said the name of the school. That's the name of the school that she goes to. It, their team is dejected. So I was like, oh, I guess they lost. I don't know. Can you lose? So then, like, the entire team is dejected, and they all leave, and then Brad is still in the locker room, and uh, it's just Brad and Kelly, and Kelly does, like, a little dance, and this is the one that I wrote down that's, like, weird and horny, is he says, do it again, that's in order. Oh my god! Yeah. 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 That might actually, this might also be the same scene where she says, give me some spit, I'll pay you back. No, that's... That's later, because this is... Oh, that's, you're right, that is later. That is Ka- later. Good golly, Miss Molly. But yeah, she does like a little dance with the thingy, and he's like, oh, because the, re- the whole reason they were dejective is like, we need more creativity. Yeah. And so she starts dancing, he's like, oh, that's mm, creative. Yeah. <laughs> so then uh, Kelly is like, drill is not only dance, but also a road to dick. So... <laughs> <laughs> So she asks Gloria to teach her to do drill, to, like, throw a rifle around, and in exchange gives her a scarf. Sure. Um, Kelly has accessories. Yes, and accessories really are a girl's best friend. That's one of the (laughs) narration lines. Um, So there's, like, a montage of her learning to do oh also by the way the equipment manager stuff carla has been helping her out this entire time kelly's like i'm gonna learn to drill and does not ask carla to learn with her 
<laughs> which I thought yeah. seemed like the obvious thing, but I guess not. Um, yeah. So um, Kelly learns, like, gets lessons from Gloria on how to throw a rifle around, and then she goes to tryouts, and um, then she uh, she makes the team. Well, so they're gonna post. Let's. There's a dramatic reveal because they're oh, like, we're there? gonna post who gets in there a little like later, um, like in, at oh nine hundred oh, yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, as she's like running up to check, she gets a letter that is apparently like come to Sir's office. Um, so she goes to his office and he's like, it's come to my attention that you tried out for the drill team without. Um, letting me know and I just want to say that you made it and I'm proud of you. Yeah, he's and just she's a like, good dad. Yeah, and she's like, yay! Yeah, this is a very trust authority kind of movie. Yes. And then so then he like offers her a handshake. Or she's like, what do you like, should we hug or do a handshake or like something? And he like offers her a handshake and she's like, you know, babies are are a lot of work and you have to carry them and they cry a lot and you just like you have to love them and you have to look at their eyes and I, I was like why is Kelly telling this grown man what babies are like I think he's seen a baby before she has this idea in her head that that because sir is like not very outwardly loving and touching he therefore would be a bad father even though he is the most caring military school principal that I've ever seen in any movie ever yeah and like yeah, he's done nothing to prove that he would be a bad father, but Kelly's like, you need to learn how to love people. And it's like, you still made out with your mom in front of you. He knows how to show affection. Yeah, it's... <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so then there's... Yeah, Kelly's on the drill team, yay. Um, Captain Stone... Are we at the montage yet? Are we at the montage yet? The dance-off? Yeah, that's why I was like, yes, the dance battle. Yes. Yes. So, <sighs> Captain Stone. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry, if you if you're breathing against the mic, it's because I'm really, I this is the scene of all time. <laughs> Captain Stone is walking across the open field where Kelly uh, showed her rage earlier. She's, like, doing, like, step moves is, like, the best way I can describe it. They're doing step moves. They're doing, what, so, what like, no, no, no. dancing. So, wait, wait, like. I'm, I'm starting slow and I'm building. Okay, so okay, okay. Stone is doing step moves and Kelly is like shadowing her, which like, again, very annoying. Like Captain Stone turns around and is like, what the heck? And then they like start full on having a dance battle where they like are circling each other. Yes, as Livia said, they're doing like step moves and like break dancing. Yeah, and they're like popping their chests out of each other like, ooh, look at me. And they're circling each other and their faces are really close. I'm like, are they going to kiss? At one point... <laughs> Captain Stone barks at Kelly. She does. She goes. It's so There's no. There's like the lead up to that is just them being like circling each other aggressively, and it's never addressed. She just barks at Kelly and they move on. And then, then, um, oh my god, this is camp. Yeah, no, that's like as the entire scene was like, what is going on? What is going on? What is happening? Oh my god. Um. So then, um, does does Brad see them and is like, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. Brad sees them and he's like, we need that some of that in our routine. And Kelly's like, I don't even remember what I did. Yeah, I don't remember what I did. Yeah, exactly. So like, um, it's decided that like. Kelly and Stone are doing, like, the creative portion of their drill 
dance thing. So they have to work together. Yes. Um, and then the next scene. Oh, mom is like seven months pregnant. I guess time has passed. Okay. <laughs> I, didn't even like, I didn't even like cross that in my mind. You're right. We did skip seven months somehow. Yeah, it's just all of us. That's what I'm saying is like time is treated so weird. Like the first week feels like three months and then seven months passes with no like no indication except for the mom's belly. Um, yeah. So it is the big drill. It's regionals now. We're, we're at regionals. Um, and Kelly's on the drill team and Carla's still the equipment manager even though they said that was like a really bad job that's like a punishment but Mm -hmm. Carla's there so I guess she's the equipment manager and Amanda comes to visit like to come for the step thing oh and the dad said he the dad's back and he said he's gonna come to the step thing and they're gonna set their watches so he's there at exactly 11 um and um Amanda comes and um Kelly's like this is Amanda. She's my best and truest friend. And Carla's like, but what about me? And gets real sad. <laughs> and then her dad is not there. And then they do like their first portion. Is that true? No, they do like, yeah, they do the part that like the trivia part of drill, which I guess is a thing where they're like, who's the commander? <laughs> the army of the U.S. And she's like the president. They're like, perfect score. Um, <laughs> And then after that, like, they all go off to the side and they're like, everybody stay close. We have, like, the next portion coming up. Um, and then Kelly's phone goes off and they're like, oh, my gosh, you had your phone on you. If that had gone off in there, we would have been disqualified. You're terrible. But it's her dad calling and she's like, dad, dad. And apparently he like and then that's the phone drop. The call drops. And then Sir and Kelly. Oh, then Sir, like, goes to talk to the drill team and they're like in formation and Kelly is like obviously about to cry. Um, so that he like pulls her aside and he's like, what's wrong? And she's like, nothing. And he's like, I know you well enough to know that nothing, it's never nothing. Um, Cause she's right, always- Once again, being about- a good dad. And yeah, this is like where he's actually like an excellent dad. She's like, I know something's wrong with my dad. He's not picking up his phone. He's like, like there's something yeah. wrong. I'm- of it and he's like how do you know she's like I just know and he's like okay let's go look for him and she's like I will not let you down I will not let this team down I know how important this is to you and he's like no your dad is more important let's go look for him yeah once again Kelly he did not have to learn any lessons he was already a good dad (laughs) yeah exactly so they go off to look for him at the place where the dad said he was going to be, which is like a cliff. Um, yeah, he and, said that he was going to be taking photographs. Yes, and it, it's cross-cutting between them looking for the dad and um, the drill team like being like, where's Kelly? Oh, whatever, we have to go on without her. And uh, they find the dad conveniently laying on a ledge, like a little bit beneath the cliff, um, <laughs> passed out, I guess. Um, and Kelly has to rappel down, which was her big fear. Uh, she's scared of heights. Wow. Because Sir can't do it because she's not strong enough to pull him back up. Sure. Makes sense. Whatever. So she rappels down and she's like, dad. And he's like, Kelly. And then the rescue team comes and, um, Sir gives Kelly a hug and she's like, Oh, uh, yeah, so uh, Sir hugs Kelly, and then I wrote very Mamma Mia vibes, and then immediately she's like, I have two dads, and I was like, I was right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so she she starts calling Sir dad instead of Sir, um, which I don't think he ever wanted. That's like a resolution to a problem that didn't exist, because at the beginning she's like, what should I call you? And he's like, 
Sir is fine. So, like, I... It just felt yeah. like a resolution to well, a problem that I feel like never the, the issue was that he didn't want to be called not was not that she wouldn't call him dad was that he didn't want to be called dad so maybe it's like now he's accepting of being called dad but she didn't want to call him dad at the beginning so like I guess they both grew which like good but I guess, like yeah it, like again it seems like he was never not a loving father figure to her and yeah it seems never like didn't see him as like somebody who she like could like it seemed like he was new in her life so she had to like learn learn to trust him it didn't seem like a real like character flaw for either of them yeah the mean girls aren't mean enough the evil parents aren't evil evil enough the military school isn't bad enough Mm -hmm. for anything in this movie to work yes uh, so Kelly goes back to the drill competition to do her little dance, as I put it in my notes. Uh, yeah, because her and Stone, her Stone was like, how could you? And she's like, I'm here now. Um, I guess the cliff was like right next door that she can get back in time. <laughs> like, to be fair, when, they, when the dad is like, I'm going to be right there taking pictures so I can make it to your drill uh, tournament. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So I actually, I'm fine with that. Um, but like her and Stone do their dance, um, which ends with them with streamers um that's (laughs) like in the beginning of the movie like with the same streamers which i'm like i don't feel like this would be celebrated in a drill uh yeah yeah that's that's the thing about the the sports movies or any kind of art movies where they like change the thing and it's like why like the movie burlesque yeah where they're like not doing burlesque at the end of the movie <laughs> they also do the dance to the song one girl revolution which is the movie that the song starts with mm. yes uh so then again everybody claps um she is a tumblr star um <laughs> and then they like do the awards and the other high school wins they lose by one point <gasps> And, oh my god, um, like, bring it on. Yeah, and then Kelly's like, I'm so sorry, guys. If it wasn't for me, we wouldn't have won. And Stone is like, yeah, if it wasn't for you, we would have never gotten this far. And she's, like, nice to her. <laughs> you, said, you said we wouldn't have won. You mean we wouldn't have lost. But yeah. But we wouldn't have got. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If it wasn't for me, we, w- we would have won. Like, or whatever. Because uh, yes. if she had been there for the. the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And- um, yeah, so then Stone and then Kelly like hugs her and she's like, We're gonna be best friends. Like For no reason. Stone. Nothing happened between them. Well, so Kelly didn't like, learn. <laughs> yeah. Kelly never <laughs> learned that that Stone wasn't actually being that mean to her ever. Yes. Um so then uh Kelly's like, You're gonna do so good next year, and Kelly and Stone is like, actually my parents are in the military and next year I'm moving to Europe. So bye. <laughs> it's just like why why include that? That changes literally nothing. If anything, yeah. it like it means that Kelly doesn't have to learn to not hate Stone next year. <laughs> like Yeah, they they could have made Stone more mean so that now she gets punished by having to go to another school or go yeah, to Europe or whatever. But she honestly seems like a fine guy a girl. Like Yeah. Yeah. Does anything happen with Brad? No. <laughs> <laughs> so no one ends up with brad no why we were yeah yeah why he was unnecessary he was yeah he was superfluous to the plot kind of Ugh. like yeah i understand why he was in there like a lot of things almost work that's what i'll say 
But the movie is so, like, it really wants Kelly to be like, oh, I'm this creative person who is, like, disrupting things here. But it's also so pro-military school that she can't really disrupt anything. Yeah. Um, like, the the drill team learns to be more, like, learns that they need to be more creative in order to win, I guess. But, like, yeah, the status quo at the school doesn't change. It's, like, it is very, like, yeah. the way things are are great. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> Which brings us to what would happen in a crossover. Chucky would fuck shit up at this yeah. school. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think they need it. Yeah. No, I there think would... they need a little Chuck. I honestly kind of wish I would rather see Chucky at this military school than at the <laughs> Child's Play 3 military school. Why? Like, I don't think much would change, but, like, I would like to... I just think it would be funny to have, like, dual plots going where, like, Kelly's like, I'm a free spirit, but then there's also a murderous doll. Yes! Oh, that... Man, oh, man. Maybe... Both of these movies would have been improved by them come together. Yeah, and I think they... If they... I think there's a universe where Kelly and Chucky end up collaborating because Chucky Kelly is like we need to change things and Chucky's like I can change things through murder (laughs) well yeah but then I also think that Kelly would be Chucky's like first kill (laughs) that's true Kelly would absolutely die immediately although maybe she would be the person that he first revealed himself to so he couldn't kill her Maybe. I but I kind of she would absolutely but here's the thing. In a horror movie, she's absolutely the character that you want to die because she's annoying. Oh yeah. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So that brings us to the end of this episode of the DCOMs and Demons podcast. You can follow us on DCOMs Demons Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And this and podcast TikTok. is and TikTok. And this podcast TikTok. is wherever you find your podcasts. I'm Livia Rappaport. My Twitter is linked in the description, as is Gabby's, as is all of our social media, and we will see you in the next episode. Bye.